0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator ten for ten percent off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? It's your boy Jay Spencer King, and is the well, it's the day before Halloween, uh, but. It is Miami week again. That means it's Daddy's Day coming up tomorrow, as well as Halloween. I got my home girl K-Gun, in the building. I got my home girl A-Dub, Big Dubs, in the building. Um, not sure where Stirls for the Girls is, but we going to catch them soon. What's going on, ladies? What's hey. up? Hey. Hey,
2: so how's your week been? Good. It's a good weekend. I mean, ready for tomorrow. Mm-hmm yeah, really
0: yeah. Ready. yeah. You know? <laughs> yes i'm loving the costume that's amazing yeah
1: yeah so for everybody listening to this in podcast form so yesterday kristen posted a, a a picture of her in her halloween costume and she's like a dolphin's trainer with like a dead dolphin it's like the dopest it's just the best she won hands down she won we
0: go. Uh,
1: <laughs> so are you you're going to the game like that right
2: yeah yeah, yeah, I'm gonna wear it to the game tomorrow. <laughs> and actually, one of my season ticket partners is dressing up as a dolphin with like an arrow through his head. So
1: nice. Dress on the TV. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We are gonna watch out for Peter. I know Peter's gonna be looking for you, so we are oh, gonna watch her. out for him.
2: You can go give me a pass on this one, though. You know.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the dolphins. I mean, it's just for the game. It's not for real. It's not for real.
2: Hey,
1: <laughs> dubs, big dubs. What you looking like? What are we wearing tonight?
0: You know what? I got Catwoman, but, you know, Catwoman's got to be a Bills fan. So I got my Trey Waite Goalie Academy shirt on as well. So, rocking out you know
1: what? That um, Saweetie did the Catwoman thing. I'm going to just say, the Bills Mafia version is better. A-dubs, big dubs, holding it down like we do. What's up? We got my man John in the building. What's up, John? appreciate you kicking it with us. We got Jessica in the house. Hey, Jess. It's my homegirl. My man, Jason hey. Taylor. Hey, He's going to be here, Jason. Sterles is coming. He just texted me. He said he got some uh, some technical difficulties with his computer. So we just get going right to it. Um, I do have a guest coming in a little bit later on. He's uh, a member of Buffalo Fanatics. He is uh, a Dolphins fan, and he very much represents for them. And it's a tough year for him. So I can't wait to talk some crap to my man, Kevin. He's going to come through in a few minutes. But, hey, let's get to it right, real quick. Let's Let's take it back. So we had a bye week, so we took a week off. Kristen, you went to um, the Tennessee game that we took a tough L on. Yeah, so talk to us a little bit about that.
2: You know, I mean, we took over. Um, So I actually had to stay in in Kansas City, oh my God. I had to stay in Tennessee uh, for a couple extra days because I I travel for work a lot. And ironically, I had a a conference for work in Nashville, like two days after the, the game. So I stayed there. So I actually spent all of Tuesday kind of by myself, like meandering down Broadway and trying to pound as much water as possible to recover. Um, but because of that, I was just sitting in these bars, kind of like shooting the shit with like a bunch of the, the, the bartenders. And I kept asking them, like, you know, what was the vibe compared to a couple of years ago? Like I was asking them all these questions. And the one bartender that was really talking to me told me, she's like, you know, she goes, I will say she's like, it was a little bit lighter than two years ago. However, She goes, two years ago, we had no idea that you guys were gonna turn out like this. And she also told me that about the only other team that does show up like Bill's Mafia is the Eagles. And I think that might just be proximity based. Um, But she said, they're the only ones that come close to us. We always come in and we just do a full blown takeover to the point that this time they prepared for us and ordered extra beer knowing that Bill's Mafia was coming. So I thought that that was hilarious because honestly, walking down broadway on you know on, on thursday on friday on saturday everybody was all straight bills gear i mean it, it was like we completely took over it was to a point that it was like a joke with my group that was walking that we'd be like oh there's a titans fan make that number five because you didn't see titans fans out at all um tailgating was hilarious <laughs> uh, because we had you know the the main tailgate was the the one that was that paid tailgate um, so we were in there for a little bit, and it was kind of like imagine thousands of Bills Mafia in this huge parking lot, and across directly across the street is where the Tex or the Tight what What is wrong with me tonight? <laughs> it's right where the Titans uh, fans were tailgating at. When I'm not joking, it was like, they were all, it was very like proper feeling. Like they were sitting in their chairs. I would be surprised if they weren't playing checkers. Like that, there was no like <laughs> loudiness or anything about them. And here we are literally like across the street, like just going ape shit. So like we had a really good time, even inside the game, like watching the the teams come in, it sounded like it was a home game. Like the roars that came, went through that stadium when the bills came on the field and the boos that went through that stadium when the Titans came on the field, it felt like we were at home. And I know that they said, I think the the graphic was like 58% of us were like all, you know, the tickets sold came out of New York. I'll tell you that half of my group of 30 was from out of state. So I would actually project that more to being like, we probably had 60 to 65% uh, Bills fans in that stadium. It was just, you know, I, we know how it went, right? The day after wasn't great especially kind of being the one lone straggling bills fan that was just walking the streets you know titans fans then then they were out you know um but it, honestly it, the city was good to us um i hope that we were good back to them i don't think that we we trashed anything or did anything crazy so it <laughs> was good overall it was a really good time just wish it would have ended a little bit differently
1: yeah, so the, the one thing that I can kind of resonate with, so obviously everybody knows at this point I live in Phoenix, so I went to the um, Thursday night game last couple, couple days ago, and Phoenix or Arizona played against Green Bay, and I feel like the experience you have for the Bills fans being in Tennessee is what I experienced but on the opposite end, because I'm telling you, it was absolutely a home game for the Green Bay Packers this past Thursday. When I tell you, like, I don't know how it was on TV. I didn't go back and rewatch the broadcast, but it's insane. So I couldn't imagine how. And then Bills fans tailgate differently, and we are a whole different type of animal down there. And I actually referenced you on a Code of Conduct this week because I was laughing. Um, after the game, you texted me, and you were like, man, we talk so much shit. And then now you're like, you know, it's like you were mad about it. So talk to me a little bit about the disappointment, and then we're going to bring my guy Stirls, and he's in the building
2: i mean you know it's never fun to be in a in a opposing team city like in their home city and lose the game especially when like i said like it was rare to see a titans fan leading up to that game so when you did see one hell yeah we talked shit, you know (laughs) but then it was kind of like you know i mean one of the things i remember most during the game was and honestly i don't remember what play it was exactly but at one point they started chanting um, it was a big play that Henry had and they started chanting MVP, MVP. And it was like right after that, that we, Josh had a nailed it like a zinger for a touchdown. I think it was the one to Manuel, And uh, okay. instantly it was like the other half of the stadium started doing, like we we're all pointing back at, you know, at them being like MVP, MVP and it's stuff like that, that I don't, I don't think that you can hear on the broadcast but like we were going back and forth in that stadium like that with groups of, of groups of fans the whole game so it was like actual very like avid shit talking like the whole I thing. Love and it. then to lose that i have to i mean we got shit talk the whole way out um like i said i <laughs> i didn't get a ton of dirt the next day it wasn't like anybody was really mean to me because again i was kind of like lonely walking the streets by myself but there would be that one person that would walk by me and it would be like nice game huh because of course, all that I brought there to wear outside of my work conference and my work clothes was Bill's gear. So like the next day I had it and believe me, I was going to rock it proud no matter what, but it was still like, I was still getting jabs the next day. And I was like, come on bro, I'm by myself. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the disappointment was real. I, I, I think it was more disappointing because when you're there and you're in the moment, looking back on it now, it, it took me maybe three days to get over that loss because at the end of the day, like we look what that team just did to Kansas city, you know, I mean, they're a good team. And that was very evident while we were there. And I, the way that we lost was heartbreaking, but also there's a piece of that, that I feel like we kept that game close. We kept that game closer than a lot of other teams have been able to do with them. And that says more to me than the actual loss itself. So it's kind of, you know, a, a double-edged sword with the the bitterness and the the disappointment, but um. It was a, it was a good time and also a not so great time at
1: the same time. Yeah, well, real quick, I'm gonna take a quick pause on that. I'm gonna bring my man Sterles for the girls. Then what up, steriles? Hey. Man, hey. yeah, what's hey. up, man? What's up, hey, man? You yes. finally got, you finally got to us. You know, it's one of the things where uh,
3: you work in IT, but when your when your <laughs> stuff don't work, <laughs> man, it's, it's just it's just it's like a wet sandwich, dog. It just ain't even nice right now. So.
1: You know, well, that's all right. You hear, you hear, here, and, and that's all we care about, man. So you know, it might not be your normal setup. You might not have the whole thing that you do, but hey, you in the building. I'm here. I'm here. Hey, I'm the only one that's not in costume too. Come on,
3: uh,
0: what are you doing?
1: Right, man. Dang. You know, I, we I mean the message the message went through. It ain't like it ain't like it wasn't communicated that the chop up wasn't gonna be chopping it up <laughs> in Halloween form this week.
3: Hey, it's all good though. It's all good. You're I'm saying you know, and shout out
1: to 26 shirts, you know what I mean? Like I'm still dope. rocking the the Buffalo joint that came out a few years ago that really I haven't even worn. This is my first time putting it on. Uh Dell do some good stuff over there. Speaking of that, um I need y'all to head over to 26 shirts um while we're on this broadcast or after the broadcast or whatever and uh pick up we got a we got a good thing going on right now. Um well, I guess I can say myself and Dell. Uh the At the end of the Code of Conduct show, y'all know I always end the show by saying love each other, take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative, go Bills. We got a shirt edition, special edition of that stay positive, test negative going on right now. It's benefiting the crisis services of Buffalo. And I'm going to tell you what, they're a great organization with great resources for a lot of people who need them please go over there and, and check out the shirts, grab a hoodie. I got a hoodie. I can't wait for the whole thing to happen. So, but let's get back to the show real quick because we got a special guest coming in. I miss this dude, so I ain't going to bring him in yet. Real close, but before we do, I want to um, just two more questions about that game. Um, let's switch over to Ann's real quick. Everybody going into that game, we were all like, oh, we're going to smack the Titans. Like, it's about to be over with. We're about to straight just dominate them. It is what it is. They came out and punched us in the mouth. They're a physical team. Derrick Henry is, is, he's a man, you know, he's a man. What, for you, what do you feel like is an area of concern, like, going forward? Or do we have any areas of concern? Like, was that just a, um, was it just a game? You know, like, okay, that happened. The bill should have won. Uh, we should have converted in the red zone in that first quarter those two times and we would have won. Or whatever, like, whatever you can point to. But then going forward, do we have anything to be concerned about?
0: I'll be I'll keep it a buck. We got bullied. I feel like we got bullied by Derrick Henry, by AJ Brown, and it was really frustrating because I'm just like it almost reminds me of like when we play the Chiefs and it's like, you know, how do we contain, you know, Kelsey? How do we contain Tyreek Hill and guys like that? And it's like, you know, I feel like the Kansas City game was so hyped up that it's like, oh, if if we beat them, like, you know, that that the rest of the season's a wrap and we're good to go. But I don't feel like that at this point because I feel like if you can't go week in and week out and consistently beat people, you know, if you have two people that are like really, really putting the pressure on and you can't contain them and you can't figure it out. Like, I feel like that's a problem. So that's, I guess, consistency. I would say for me is like, when you have these big marquee games that are really counting and we can't figure out a way to, you know, figure it out. That's what concerns me. But I feel like, you know, I feel like we have the right weapons. I feel like we're doing the right things. There were some unfortunate things, especially, you know, fourth and one, and you kind of, you know, saw Josh's foot slip like that, you know, and it's unfortunate, but I think, you know, I think we're heading in the right direction. We're doing the right things, but I think just getting some consistency and building our confidence is like the biggest thing that I'm thinking of right now.
1: All right. All right. Earth Rocker says that tomorrow's costume for Tua is going to be a quarterback. He said he he's an imposter right now uh my man uh Steros for the girls real quick last question on this titans game and then we're gonna bring my man kevin and i can't wait to talk to kevin because i got some shit to talk to kevin i'm (laughs) gonna talk so much shit to kevin but um so real quick Steros. so in the three games that we faced him prior because i actually had it was you and i um for the chop up prior to that game we didn't have the the ladies with us for that weekend and and we basically were like look i mean yeah he's derrick henry he's the dude but The Bills kept him in check. We ain't that scared. And then this dude came out and did some different stuff to us. What made the difference? Because the first three times we played him, I think he averaged like 65 yards or 67 yards on us. This dude went off. What was the difference?
3: Uh, I mean, greatness is the difference. I mean, Derek Henry, uh, he's that dude. You know, you're not going to keep – you know, that's like saying uh, you're going to hold Steph Curry to only make it one three-pointer in the game consistently for a seven game series it's just not gonna happen right so i mean he got the help of the officials i ain't gonna lie you know he had two of his touchdown runs should have been holding penalties but um but he can't take take away anything he was doing it was just one of those games where he was just gonna have his day you know and when you can uh establish the ground game like that you know and for what the tennessee titans do so well is is play action pass you know, it, it got the, the linebackers to kind of cheat in. And then, you know, it just kind of opened up the game where, you know, A.J. Brown, like uh, Catwoman up there said, you know, it, it just bust the game wide open. So um, I'm all right with it, though. I, you know, I, that game, I wasn't even – we talked about it. I wasn't even mad. Like, Derrick Henry got his. You know, we're not going to keep a good running back down like that. So if we see him again, I think we beat him for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think that um, like even with the loss, like there were so many things that I saw that I'm like, you know what? It just kind of I'm not saying the Titans weren't good. They, they punched us in the face. They were absolutely a, the more physical team. They were absolutely doing the things that they needed to do to win the way they can win. But I feel like the Bills just make mistakes. The yeah. first two that I can think of is, you know, when you start in the first quarter in the red zone twice and you walk away with three points as opposed to seven. You're not going to win games against very good teams, playoff caliber teams, scoring three points as opposed to seven. You're just not going to do it. And, you know, it, we could talk about the, you know, the special teams play. Mm-hmm. Hey, real quick. As right. matter of fact, I'm going to bring Kevin in on uh, right after this part, and I'm going to actually kind of piggyback this question because y'all know me, and it's not even just about the return game stuff. I value special teams heavy. Like, I love to talk about special teams, and I think they're important. It's one-third of the game. And both times that we lost, there were big plays on special teams that you can kind of say contributed to us not winning. So week one against um, Pittsburgh, it was a block punt that ended up being a touchdown for Pittsburgh that put the game away. This last game that we played, it was a holding penalty when Isaiah McKenzie pretty much looked like he had the touchdown. Like he was Mm -hmm. in there, looked back, got disappointed. So uh, all I'm going to say is, look, I need you all to start putting some respect on what those guys on special teams do. It's a very important part of the game. And with that being said, I'm going to take you back to the beginning of when this all started for me. I started with the Buffalo Fanatics Network. I don't know exactly how they want me to say that. Buffalo Fanatics Pod Network. I think they've kind of moved away from the pod game and kind of start dominating this YouTube thing that we're doing. And I'm going to tell you what, Kevin gets down with my man Rico and he gets down with all those other guys. And he he does a thing, except he does it for Miami. And I don't know how much we like that. But what's up, Kevin? What's going
4: on, guys?
2: Hey, Kevin.
4: Man.
1: Hi. hello! I'm so happy to see you here man. I, I've Me missed you. I've, it was good to, to connect. How oh, you been?
4: Sterling. Sterling. I know
1: right? Look, look. <laughs> I
3: haven't talked to
4: Sterling. You remember the last time when we reviewed the uh, Texans uh, playoff game? Remember? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, man. yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. I know while. man. How see? you doing man? I'm
3: good. I'm good. You ready well, for this uh, no, smackdown? You're gonna take and six, yeah,
4: So not very good, but personally I'm okay, you know.
3: Hey, how, how do you feel about the uh the Sean Watson thing, man? Like, I saw we saw Tua in the media, you know, Brian Flores had comments saying that you know Tua's is our quarterback. Like, what's the what's the pulse around the team right now?
4: Man, um, well, I'd say there is no pulse because this team is dead in the water. Um <laughs> This is the most disappointing season in my entire life, you know, like Miami's had some bad teams, but uh, you kind of expected it And this year, you know, we weren't thinking Super Bowl, but man, we were hoping at least for some playoffs coming off a 10 and six with a really young team and we're, you know, trending upwards and everything that could go wrong. Every single decision we made has gone bad. And this Deshaun Watson thing has been hovering over the team since February it's like, man, regardless of how you feel for Tua, about Tua, I should say, who's succeeding in these circumstances? Like, what young quarterback's going to come in knowing that, like, he could get he's, – he's he's out halfway out the door any minute now, you know? He just threw for four touchdowns last week, and every single question was, how do you feel about Deshaun Watson coming in, you know? Like, man, I don't know. Like, if it was just football – you know, I, I do it in a heartbeat because uh, I'd rather have, regardless of the cost, if you can check off franchise quarterback, which you guys know well, that's a big box. But with all this other stuff, man, I don't know. And, and, like, and the fans are very, very much against it. Every poll in all three major uh, Florida papers is like 80% of the people don't want Deshaun Watson because of the ex, you know, the legal troubles. So, man, it, it's crazy times. I've never seen anything like it.
1: Well, let me ask you. Um, so, because the perspective from me looking outside in as a Bills fan, I'm like, okay, first of all, hell yeah, make this trade, make this trade because you're going to trade away three first round draft picks, uh, apparently a couple second round draft picks. You're going to gut the team. And then Deshaun Watson is going to end up either being suspended or going to jail anyway. So the team is going to be crippled for the next six to seven years because you're going to have to go through a whole rebuild phase again. How do you look at the reports that are coming out that it, it actually might be a possibility that this thing goes through before the trade deadline?
4: I mean, I don't know, but I've been reading a lot about how um, there would be parameters in the deal with certain pick protection. Whereas Mm -hmm. if he did face uh, criminal charges, uh they would get those picks back and it would cost them you know like something like smaller like a couple of twos or something so it would make it a bit more palatable as a roll of the dice but um so i I don't think they're going to expose themselves to the full deal i think literally it's going to be here's the deal if he gets charged in the next year these picks come back Because the first that they'll get won't be, you know, the Miami already owns two first rounders in 2023. So I Mm -hmm. assume they'd be part of the deal. So that's what I'm guessing. If something happens, those picks come back to Miami.
1: What do you think, um, K Gunn, I I know, like, we've kind of talked about this, you know, off the air. um, But what do you think about the possibility of all this stuff happening? (sighs) It's tough. Sorry, go ahead.
2: No, sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know if you're going to say something. Um, I, I am glad to hear that the majority of your fame, fan base is against it because I take it more on a, like a, a more, a, I'm looking at it from a moral responsibility, right? Like, yeah, there isn't solid proof on any of this stuff yet. It is still very much a he said, she said, there's no actual, you know, there's no, tra- there's 20 human beings that are all saying the exact same thing about this man. And there has been people that have been suspended from this league for so much less. And I would have a lot of trouble respecting any, not even just Miami, any team that would bring this man back into the league and let him play. And before this is finalized and before the actual truth comes out about this and what, what really happened and went down. So, I mean, I, I guess, and maybe that's also the female me speaking, you know, saying, you know, we got to at some point, stand up to this stuff, you know, um, and, there's always going to be the, well, maybe all these people are in cohorts together, maybe, but why are we even taking a chance at giving this person a shot or an opportunity on this level? There are so many people out there that would murder her to get this opportunity to play like this in a league. There are so many other people like why him, why him? So I just my personal stance on it. I, I would rather not see him back in the league at all on any team until, um, it's been resolved, but, um, it I, it was interesting to hear you say like I said that most of the fans are against it as well because we don't know that you know we didn't know if it, you know all the Miami fans are like yeah let's get Watson like fix our life like that sort of thing, or if it was still like you know you guys being like no this is not a good move because the rest of us I feel like are looking at it being like oh gross. Uh,
1: Spin says in the comments that this is America you are guilty until proven guilty. I disagree with the, like tip so I spoke about this Wednesday on the Hump Day Hotline with Joe. Um, one of the things that. I don't, I really, really, I rarely, especially on air, I try not to ever pull like a race card and talk about black people and all this stuff. But the thing is, it's like in America, as a black man, I realize that it's not often that black men are afforded to be innocent until proven guilty. So I'm very careful to not sit here and be like, that dude's guilty. Oh, he's guilty. He's guilty. He did that. I try not to do that. But when you're talking about something like this, where you have not one, not three. You don't have friends who knew each other and they were all hanging out and said, hey, let's let's all put this story together and come out and talk about the shot. You have 20 plus women with a very similar story about something that's very uncomfortable. Bills fan, Miami fan, whatever fan you're whatever fan base you're part of. I mean, at, at some point we have to say, OK, there's 22 or 24 people that, you know, we kind of have to respect their feelings, too. But we want to respect Deshaun Watson's because he's a star NFL quarterback. I can't get with that. I just can't get with that. But we can move past that because I don't want, like, you know, I feel like it, it gets enough attention and conversation. But, um, hey, Daddy Daycare coming to Orchard Park. It's coming to Orchard Park tomorrow. Kev, man, what the Dolphins got to do to beat us, man? Because I don't see it.
4: Well, it's, you know, there's a clear path to victory. Uh, if your bus breaks down on the way to the field, um, <laughs> I, man, maybe if we get like four turnovers or something, you know what I mean? Like you would, it would have to be like a donut factory with turnovers springing left, right, and center. We're going to need, you know, a punt return for a touchdown. I'm going to need the, oh, I don't know, man, like the ghost of uh, Mercury Morris or something to rush for two touchdowns. It's, I've been on record, I'm predicting 51-10
1: kev real quick i gotta pause man we got like the super chat of super chats real quick i gotta mm-hmm. shout out, shout out to my man daniel Fre- frederick uh he don't really have a real question besides where's the anonymous option? i don't know but because you did that i'm gonna hit bruce up like hey can you figure out the anonymous option i appreciate you man uh throw a question out there for us so we can talk to you real quick man i appreciate everything that you're doing there um the chop up crew appreciates you hey let's, let's keep it going but go ahead kevin i'm sorry to cut you off but- Okay. okay oh. go, ahead.
2: go ahead. I was just gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock you out of that anonimity, Dan, um, because Dan deserves a little bit of cred thrown his way. Dan is actually the man that showed up with that that massive smoker to our Bills mafia tailgate. Mm, he took all the meat. He took all of his own stuff and put up a massive tent to keep everybody dry. Um, go check him out. He does some incredible barbecue. He's got a heart of gold. He's just an incredible human being. Um, he is Dan. Buffalo Dan Freddy barbecue I, I'll get it out there and I'll get a link somewhere for us but I just sure. yeah. you have an incredible human being so hey Let's Dan do that. shout out to Dan we appreciate Blowing you up, buddy. for sure
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, but yeah, so back, back to it. Um, I know you said, so you got to see some crazy turnovers. You got to see something going on. Um, What, so on your perspective, cause then we're going to get, you know, everybody else's opinion. What do you think the bills have to do? I mean, other than what we did week two, Um, but hopefully two is healthy. Hopefully we don't knock him out the game and he can finish the game. I would like to see him uh, take a step forward. What do you think, Um, you know, the, the bills have to do to, you know, duplicate their success from last week or from week two?
4: Oh, man. Well, it would have been a completely different game last time if Tua had played. Probably would have finished 35-7. Um, but I don't know, man. They're so beat up. Miami's so beat up. No Preston Williams, no Devontae Parker, no uh, Will Fuller. Um, they got, you know, like, it, it's it's bad. You know, Baker might not be playing. Like, the basically, the Bills just have to kind of show up and don't beat themselves. It's uh, yeah. just, just like I said, limit the turnovers. Uh, and Miami always, always finds a way to save its worst effort for the Bills. Like, <laughs> in the last two games, I've never, against you guys, I've never seen more drops in my life. Like, Devontae Parker beats White in, in the end zone and just, just drops a touchdown and hits him in the stomach, you know? Miami's got the ball and jakeem grant fumbles on your three yard line when we're going in you know like albert wilson just it hits him in the face mask like it was like it was just it was awful it was just awful so literally just don't turn the ball over um you know and try and try and you know don't let alan get hurt and just get at try and escape this game with no injuries and uh just you know keep it close to the vest and you'll just eventually wear us down and win by like 35, 40 points.
1: Okay. Um, well, Ange, what do you, what you think, how, how do you feel about um, the game tomorrow? Like what first let's, let's look at it from the Dolphins perspective, um, because I think right now league wide, you know, regardless of what outlet you're watching, everybody thinks the bill is going to smack these boys. Uh, so what do you, what do you think the Dolphins have to do in order to, you know, keep this thing you know just to compete or win you know what do you think they have to do to win the game Mm
0: -hmm. I think um, it is going to be tough because there are some injuries you know like Parker and guys like that being out but I think if they get guys like Waddle and Josecki and things like that going and you know we saw Tua he's starting to be a little bit more mobile and run around so I think if he you know finds that space you know maybe he can you know make some things happen but um, I think we just on our end for the Bills, I think we just need to play smart football, you know, cut down on those penalties, you know, especially special teams. We got to get it together a little bit. Um, I think if we can get our running game going a bit, I think that would be great because they seem to struggle that with that a little bit last week with, you know, Patterson and things like that. So I think if we can really just like stick it out to them, put the pressure on them, create some turnovers, I think it'll be a good game.
1: Okay, what you thinking, Kay Gunn? What do you think we have to do then on that flip side? Because she just told us what she thinks that Miami has to do to win. What about you? How do you see the Bills handling this?
2: Um, I actually found some really cool stats earlier today. Um, And one of them leads me that this is going to be – I mean, we joke around about this being the daddy daycare game. Um, This is going to be Josh Allen's time. He needs to get aggressive, aggressive, um, to really put up a lot of points on them. So two of the stats that I found – Right now, the way that it stands, the Dolphins are the 31st in the league right now for the num- the points per game that they allow. They're the 32nd team in the league with the number of yards that they allow per game. So with that being mm-hmm. said, you, we've got a, a quarterback who can fire a ball into outer space. And I think that's what he needs to do. I think we need to let go of those feelings. Uh, or he needs to let go of any sort of feelings of, you know, possibly being intercepted. Any any sort of fear needs to be abolished. It doesn't matter if we make mistakes. Sorry, Kevin. It doesn't matter if we make mistakes during this um, because we'll be able to make those mistakes back. But I think for us to get a really good jump on it, Josh needs to go in and he just needs to be mega aggressive.
1: No, I agree. I think, um, A, you're right. We need to be aggressive um, because I don't, I don't want it to be one of those situations where it's kind of like – you know in a way kind of like what we experienced in going into the Titans game where uh you kind of assume, yeah, we're gonna beat these guys, we're better than these guys, but then out of nowhere, something happens and the game goes a completely different way. He needs to be aggressive the entire time. One of the things I want to see, um we started to see it week two, um, but then it seems like it kind of died down a little bit. I want to see Devin and Zach get way more involved. I want to see those guys be aggressive and be physical. Uh, Kevin, do you have any concerns about the run game or is your concern strictly Josh Allen and and then on the other side of the defense?
4: No, I'm not too worried. Like uh, last game, you guys was what second play of the game. You went for a long touchdown there, Singletary. But other than mm-hmm. that, you don't uh, you, you didn't do anything the rest of the game. I'm more concerned about Josh Allen running than I am the running backs. Our defensive line is is better than your interior offensive line. And I'm not worried about you running. Uh I'm worried about um the edges being able to get a pass rush
1: in in your passing game, pretty much. Okay. Okay. Uh what you think, Sterles? Like, um you know what? Good transition question there too, because he last time, obviously Tua got knocked out early. He got knocked out in the first quarter. Uh, what are you what are your take on what is your take on the difference that we're gonna see now in this game? So when you're talking about the difference between Jacoby Brissett and Tua Tunga-Vailoa, um some people would say they, at this point in their career, Jacoby's probably a better quarterback, but he's still not a great quarterback. He's not a franchise guy that can uh, lead your team somewhere. That's why the Colts didn't keep him. That's why, you know, obviously the Patriots didn't look to see him as, as a future for their franchise. What do you think about um, the difference between those two quarterbacks? I think uh, Jacoby Brissett has the
3: ability to keep them on schedule just a little more, just because he's a veteran quarterback. Um, You know, he can see the field a little bit better, but Tua's ceiling is much higher than Jacoby Brissett's. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, You know, Jacoby has always been a steady hand. Um, I think, you know, when you kind of uh, do a little window dressing as far as coverages are concerned, I think he runs into some issues. Um, Whereas Tua, you know, because he's such a young quarterback, if you take away his first read, he's going to have issues. Right. And then mm-hmm. you have, you know, I think they both dealt with the fact that the Miami dolphins offensive line was really bad. I mean, you talk about, you know, you got guys in there, uh, you know, Jesse Davis is starting at right tackle now. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, that's not, that's not good. Uh, and then what uh, AJ Epinesa was able to do to Austin Jackson, they put Austin Jackson at left guard. I mean, you know, Kevin could speak on that, but you know, their offensive line is is really bad and I don't, I don't care who you got back there. Uh, it's kind of like Josh Allen in his first year when when he got drafted. You know, the Bills, we had a terrible offensive line. so And he struggled because of it. Um, when you don't have a good offensive line, you know, it, 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 in terms of protections and checks and, and so forth, you're going to have issues uh, from the quarterback position. So I, I think as far as, you know, what the Bills uh, can do to the Dolphins, you know, one of the things that I noticed that, about Tua is that he he doesn't like to throw to the right side of the field. Uh I think he struggles there. Struggles uh trusting trusting his eyes and what he sees based on the coverage in the reads. Um when he throws to his right side, uh and this is just from the four games that I watched, you know. Well, the one you know, a mm-hmm. little bit, you know, from just studying film. It's like he he won't he he does not like to throw at five past five yards or it's behind the line of scrimmage like and i know they like to do the 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 quick passing game and so forth but you know you want to see what those weapons that he does have you know i don't know if it's because he's afraid of the offensive line just not you know trusting them protect them or is it just he's just likes the one read and this is where i'm going to go with the football and that's just it i don't know kevin what do you uh what do what do you think about that like his inability to throw right have you noticed it
4: uh man Guys, nice. guys! Oh my God! Okay, first off, Jacoby Brissett is so much worse than Tua Tagovailoa. So much worse. I don't. I. I cannot grasp the narrative on Tua. He literally just came off a game where he threw forty passes and thirty-eight of them hit the receiver in the hands. He threw for almost three hundred yards. He had four touchdowns, two picks, a quarterback rating of one ten. Jacoby Brissett couldn't manage to do anything in his time in there. Jacoby Brissett is gun shy. Jacoby Brissett won't throw deep against the Jaguars, which is just the Jaguars. Two are completed six passes over 20 yards. Six. So I, I, his, his yards per attempt is up a full yard um, so we're talking
3: year. about the Falcons defense, which isn't we very are, good at all, but, you know, and you that's can, and that's a difference, yeah, that's a difference,
4: it, exactly. But and but let me ask you, Sterling, if we can remember back to uh, keep in mind, two has made 12 starts. If we can think, we're not gonna do
3: to, what you're about to say, I know what you're about to say. <laughs> if you can think
4: back to Josh Allen's first year, uh huh, if he had had a game where he threw four touchdowns in 290, right. Because keep in mind, it took three years to break two seventy six. If he had had that game, would the narrative have been, "Hey, he's getting improving. He's he's we're seeing the light," or the narrative been, "Should we put Jacoby Brissett back in?" I, like his last two games, he's played against, granted, bums right, Jags and, and Texans, but are sorry, Jags and Falcons. But mm-hmm. keep in mind, no Parker, no Fuller, no Williams. You know what I mean, like and a, and, a, and a garbage offensive line, like you like you mentioned, like they're all very young. When they started the season, four of the five starting offensive linemen had less than sixteen career uh, starts. So it was a mistake to go with so much inexperience in youth. Right. All these guys are top draft picks in the last two years, um, and last three if you include Michael Dieter, um, but he just switched to center. So all of these guys are vastly inexperienced, and I think that there might be some some talent that's happening, but um, you know, they're just, it's just too much youth at one time. But regardless, the, the offensive line has been playing piss poor.
1: Mm-hmm. And to uh, sh- do what he's well, done... I- sorry, but No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to let you finish that. To
4: do what he's done in the last three games, keep in mind the first game, he's only played three games this year, unless you yeah. count like three plays before Epinesa caved in his chest. He went into, into New England and won. And then he had two very good games against, granted, bums. But, like, I don't know, man. I don't understand why the narrative isn't the needles pointing up. Like, he should be, we should be saying that he's playing better than he For was. Sure. There is improvement. But I keep reading in the comments, like, would Jacoby Brissett have won a game? No. Jacoby Brissett was staring down wide open receivers and then just checking it down because he's afraid to throw picks. So, yeah. I'd rather Tua in the game answer the question.
3: Now, yeah, back to
4: that, said I'm sure he's going to throw four picks tomorrow. No, <laughs> no and, and that's and those
3: are, and that's the same with Josh Allen. It's it's what 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 is the quarterback seeing pre snap, post snap? What decisions is he making? He Tua made some good decisions, and that's why I only brought up. You know, he needs to read the whole field, and sometimes I feel like he locks onto that first receiver. Josh Allen did the same thing. Uh, early in his career he would lock on to the first receiver but the thing about Josh Allen versus Tua is Josh Allen had the ability once he did start looking at the entire field he could throw it anywhere and I feel like Tua you know I don't know if it's the hip thing where you know his mechanics or he just doesn't have really good arm strength Um, you want to see him progress in that area more and I I think that comes with time but I I don't uh, I'm for Tua actually I don't I don't hate the guy I think he's He's limited and I think he deserves a, a chance to if they don't want him, I think he deserves a chance. Let's put him with a good offensive line and see what he does. Let's put him with some some weapons and people who want to be there in an organization that's not toxic as hell. You know, I think he may have a future because the guy has always been able to to produce and, and play well. So I, I just think that the Dolphins are, you know, whatever's going on down there, man, it ain't working. And uh you, they're just setting him up to fail. And, and I felt so bad for him this week because watching him talk. He wants to say and do the right things, and he is yeah. from a media perspective. But in his head, you got—he's got to be like, man, this is, man, this is bump, like, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, and I appreciate yeah. that from him. But we all know—if you know, you know. Like, bro, he's like, man, get me the hell out of here, like, quit playing with me. And then Brian Flores, and the the lights being shined on him now. It's like he keeps saying, you know, well, two is our quarterback, but like. He endorses guys like Xavier Howard when he was going through his thing, but it's like he just won't come out and endorse Tua. I don't know if it's uh, John Ross, you know, the, the the ownership. I don't know what it is. Maybe you could speak to that at some point. But, man, just get on with it. Like, trade for Deshaun or not, Tua's your guy. You drafted him. Might as well ride it out at this point. Why, why would you trade for a guy, not not to talk about Deshaun, but why would you trade for a guy that, that might not even see the field It just don't make no sense, you know?
1: Well, the thing is, like, when you're talking about all of that first, I don't think Brian Flores, I talked about it actually an hour ago on Time to Shine with Joe. Um, Brian Flores didn't want Tua. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where it's like he didn't endorse him from the time that they drafted him. It wasn't his guy. He wanted Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert. It was widely reported. And Kevin, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like it was it's been widely reported that he wanted Justin Herbert as a quarterback in Miami and the Buffalo Bills as a fan base. And the New Jersey Jets and uh, the New England Patriots have dodged a bullet when it comes to that, because Justin Herbert in Miami with that team would have absolutely been a completely different squad. So, um, and and real quick, because I want Kevin to respond to that. Can we not do this? Can we put respect on my guy Tyrod's name? Brissette is not a bigger Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor has won games in this league. Tyrod Taylor is a very good quarterback. He's not a superstar. He's not a franchise guy. He's not, but he's, Tyrod is, come on, let's, let's not do this. I'll respect to, J- to Jason Taylor here, but let's not make these type of comparisons. Uh, like, just let's not. But go ahead, uh, Kev. <laughs> like, let's. let's uh, <laughs> yeah, I always
4: find it weird that uh, the Bills fans they still they, they look back fondly at Fitz, but for some reason uh, Tyrod doesn't get the same thing, bro. Man, like- Tyrod had some. Like you said, you know, he's the guy to ended the drought, right? Well, at least he was the. He was uh no, he was the quarterback he was. at the time. He yeah. Was yep. he was yeah, the guy um, that ended the drought? Yeah. Exactly. but uh, yeah no the uh, it's come out this this summer that's been reported um oh, man, it's so ironic and Miami's like they they're they're trying to be so secretive you know like they wouldn't even announce who was calling plays you know because they're mm-hmm. trying to get this weird competitive advantage yet everything leaks out of the building. everything <laughs> you know like I don't know if this is true or not, but I have heard that uh Spence that he that that wasn't Flores' guy. Now, I don't know. We assume it's Herbert. Maybe he was all in on Burrow. Maybe he was all in on whatever. You know, maybe he wanted to trade up for that because Miami had the three first. You know, I I don't know. We just assume it's Herbert. But um, I know the owner was uh, in love with uh, Herbert, and the owner was pound, was pounding the table for Lamar Jackson. And we said, Nah, we'll take Minka. And then the owner pounded for Herbert, and they're like, No, no, trust us. And and now he's probably pretty pissed um but yeah I've heard that 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 he's not he's not been to his guy from the start
1: yeah and and I think that's unfortunate Gun, talk to me a little bit about um like so outside looking in now we're obviously again Bills fans this is a Bills based podcast um so you look outside looking in how do you look at that situation down there with the the quarterback situation and really just the team because one of the things that I just said to Joe is like dude it's weird, they had great talent over the last few years go through that that city, like when I say they had some good free agents sign, but they also had good free agents get out like they left, they you know opted out, they got traded, whatever. What the heck is going on down there as far as culture like what you know like it it, it doesn't make sense
2: i I honestly i don't know <laughs> um that's such a tough question to to answer because i I was actually thinking about that a little bit today as well is, in that honestly when I looked, when I thought about Miami going into this season, I, Kevin, I didn't think you guys were going to be good, good, but I didn't think you were going to be this, you know, I, I expected you guys to be better this year. Um, And I was a little bit surprised to see the way that, you know, the cards have (laughs) unfolded. Um, That being said, I, I'm still on the fence about Tua. I know that, Miami sees him as being this knight in shining armor, but then there's been a lot of pieces that I just haven't seen from him that I think that we need to, um, as far as what you guys need to see from him. And obviously you're right. Jacoby Brissett is not your answer either. Uh, I feel like you guys are kind of in the, the cycle that we were in for so long with constant, you know, it's going to be quarterback turnover until you find like a franchise guy. I just don't know if Tua is your guy or not. And it's such a tough call. Um, I, and I don't oh, know what I- the culture like down there. I don't. It's, but,
1: it's well, so you just said you don't know if two is the guy, and I, I feel like again, Kevin just talked about how, like, a lot of Miami fans, like, when you're looking in the comment section on all these articles and podcasts or whatever, you know, you're just in there and you see the Miami fans saying, like, hey, well, would Brissett probably get the call this week so that way we could win or whatever. And the thing is, you know, I agree with Kevin in the perspective, I don't agree with the comparison to Josh. I hate the fact that so many people around the league compare them, their quarterbacks and these young guys to Josh. I also hate the fact that I always hear Oh, if he can make a Josh Allen leap, first of all, Mm -hmm. Josh Allen wasn't even projected to make a Josh Allen leap. Like that stuff doesn't happen. It's literally probably only happened twice in the, in, in the history of the NFL where a guy came into the league with the numbers that he did and then got so much better. I just think that we're, I think as bills fans and, Miami fans and people around the league, I think that we're just a little too um, quick to say, like, Tua's not that guy. I think he's just starting to kind of get healthy. At least that's my perspective of it. Um,
2: I'll what agree, do with think, a- oh. Oops, I'm agree with you on that. sorry. No, I'm going to agree with him on that. However, I'm also going to say, so my boss is a diehard Miami fan, like diehard. Oh, no. like, I, oh, and no. he chirps. <laughs> like, he chirps like crazy. So, I mean, it's funny because, like, he'll call me into his office and be like, shut the door. And start talking football. And so I'm kind of like, you know, I've I've had to listen. So it was like in the beginning of this season. And that's, I think that's why I have a different, a little bit of a different perspective on Tua, because I'm watching this diehard Miami fan like go through the roller coaster motions that we all went through as Bills fans for so long, like during this season specifically. I mean, before the first game of this season, he was in there chirping about how Tua was going to take you guys to the Super Bowl and this, that, and the other thing. And then by game three, he's like, I really like Josh Allen by last year, by this, pre, by Monday of this week, he walks in and he goes, long time, lifetime Bills fan here, you know? <laughs> and he was just like, so, uh... but he's going to the game this weekend. Actually, he was trying to offload his tickets, but now I, I talked him into going. Um, but it, it's just, I think I have a little bit of a different perspective on Miami as well because I've seen the.
1: You've seen the roller coaster, yeah. your The
2: excitement around right. your team and yeah. the, you know, before the season started and then the, the crushing, you know, the crushing feelings the last few weeks from you
1: guys. I I had not the excitement because I'm a bills fan, but I I had the perspective or I I was looking at that team as I thought they were going to be second in the division. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I thought they had a certain type of talent on that team, whether you're talking receivers, the young guy that they just drafted, they had um, solid defensive players. They have two good cornerbacks safeties, like, I really thought that the team was going to be second in the division. Ada, before we uh, bring this back around to Kev, why don't why don't you kind of just talk about, because I just heard you say you too, you kind of had that perspective. Um, <laughs> what did you see going into the season? And like now, like they're one and six. It's like, wait, what's, what's happening here?
0: Yeah. And I think what kind of like made me think is just like, you know, you kind of ask Kagan, like, what's the culture? And I think that's the thing is like, they're trying to figure it out, right? It's like, they've had a lot of turnover as far as like players have been going and like switching back between like quarterbacks and people being injured and things like that. And I feel like there hasn't been, especially in the quarterback position, like a big leadership role. Like Josh is such a leader, I feel like on our team. And I feel like that's what Miami's kind of been missing, you know, in the locker room and just like on the team in general. And I think, you know, that obviously, you know, shows when, you know, you don't have as you know much cohesion and, you know, everyone. I feel like they kind of look like lost puppies almost like, you know, trying to really figure it out. And it's unfortunate because, like Kagan was saying, I thought they would have been, you know, between them and, you know, maybe the Patriots. I thought, you know, it would have been, you know, maybe one of them to be, you know, in that second spot. But, um, yeah, it's hard. But as far as Tua goes, like, I don't, I don't hate Tua. Like, I just don't think he's really had a chance to just really, like, play and show us what he's about. And I also don't think he's really had, like, the resources around him To like really see like for us to see what he's like really capable of, you know, obviously, you know, offensive line isn't that great and things like that. So it's like I feel like if he had, you know, better, you know, weapons around him and things like that, maybe we'd really see like who he is. But I feel like he's just kind of been in an unfortunate situation. But I will say, you know, as far as the media and everything like that goes, I think he's been really mature about it, you know. He's obviously a young guy, but it's not like, you know, he's storming off or, you know, cussing anyone out or anything like that. So I think I really have to commend him in that way of, you know, being a leader, of just, you know, being a real professional about how everything's been going. Because that's really hard when you're constantly being asked, you know, about somebody else coming to take your job. Like, I can't imagine, like, how that feels. So I just want to say, like, hats off to him for just, you know, being able just to come to work every day and just do what he does. So.
1: Mm yeah well Kev let's let's uh end this thing out uh we got about 10 minutes left so I'm gonna start this question with you we're gonna roll it around and then we're gonna get it after that we'll get a Josh Allen for you you could do the Tua stat line and prediction and all that stuff but we'll do a Josh Allen stat line and prediction but uh last question so the division right now it seems lopsided as far as talent or as far as how the schedule is rolling out the Patriots look like they might be figuring out some things um Mac Jones looks, he looks okay. He doesn't look bad at all as a rookie. Um, they're not getting the play out of their tight ends that I expected them to get, you know, but they seem to be moving the ball a little bit better. They're they're picking up a couple wins here. Um, but the Bills are clearly the best team, right? And then after that, it, it still is muddy waters. So, so Kev, for you, what do you, how do you see the division shaping up for the rest of the season? And then really just the year for the conference as well.
4: Um. It's the Bills and three bums. Uh, I don't think <laughs> New England's got anything. I think Mac Jones is a bum. Their three wins are against the Texans, <clears throat> Jags, and Jets. Um, everything about Mac Jones has been inferior to Tua, but somehow the narrative is he they found their guy. They found their guy. Lower average yards per attempt, but all I hear is Tua's dinks and dunks, but they found their guy. I think, but wait, I think yeah. he's a... Oh,
1: wait. They almost the, they almost beat Tampa.
4: They almost yeah well, I shit Miami's lost three games uh, uh, on on a game ending field goal so we're almost four and uh, two you know what I mean but we're not so like but not against Tampa. The, no no exactly but I I don't see it man like the defense is nice but they have zero chance of competing with you guys because they just cannot score Mac Jones. um Actually, it'll be interesting against you guys because your whole philosophy is to give up the short rally and tackle, prevent the big play, and that does kind of play into his strength. So that being said, I am sure he might score ten points before you guys crush him. But there is zero threat <laughs> level there. Not any team in this division is going to touch you guys. The you you could possibly have the division wrapped up by like week eleven, which is which is like insane when you think about it. Um, but yeah, Miami is, you know, if if this if everything goes right, we might end up, you know, seven and ten. I think the Patriots are maybe in. Well, that sounds weird. Eh? you can't say eight and eight anymore. Like eight and nineteen. Um, yeah, Richard, exactly. If you can't move the ball, we'll look at the Bills game. Remember, in week two, we played you guys, and that was probably Josh Allen's worst game against Miami. Not that it was bad, but it was the best we have done against him. And then we looked up and it was 35 zip because we keep, couldn't move the ball. So eventually you kept, uh, you, you just, you scored, right? But yeah, it, it's, and then the Bills are clearly, in my opinion, the best team. Either them and Tampa are the two best teams, right? And then I think it's a sizable, sizable drop. The Titans play you well, but they're not as good of a team. Uh, they seem to always play the Bills better than they do other teams. I think they'll get knocked out in the playoffs pretty early. I think it's you guys are going to the Super Bowl, and I think that you, you once again the Bills are going to – their happiness will be in the fate of Tom Brady's hands. That's my prediction.
1: You know how crazy that would be for it all to come full circle mm-hmm. and, like, the time we win the Super Bowl was against the guy that kicked our ass for 17 years. Like, do you know, do you know how, bad. like – It'll be incredible. Kagan, talk about that real quick before you answer the question on, like, how you see the division uh, rolling out. Like, how would that feel for you?
2: <laughs> I've said this before, actually, that I think it would be one of the most poetic things that I, the NFL has ever seen. Because, I mean, let's be real. I, I, we're all about the same age, right? I was five years old when we when we came out of that last Super Bowl. I was 13 years old when we entered the drought. I was 32 years old when we broke the drought. Like my entire adult life was 100% ruined by Tom Brady. Like my my entire not my not my adult my childhood like football fandom was ruined by Tom Brady. And so for that to we finally you know we're cheering up and down all of the walls about he's finally gone he's finally gone. And if we hit him in the Super Bowl, like come on, I don't, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he's playing better than he's playing in New England, honestly, now. I think he's playing better in Tampa, so I would be terrified to hit him in the Super Bowl. I don't know if we could get past him, but I think it would be poetic to finally see the Bills hit him. Like, hey, this is what we do when we get him out of the division. We just rise up and we come back with a vengeance, Richard. So, like, um, Yeah, that's interesting. far as the division goes I am with Kevin on this I don't think anybody anybody comes close to touching us because I you know I was thinking about this while Kevin was doing his answer trying to even rank who I think would hit that second place spot and I don't know I don't know because I think on paper it should be Miami I I, who's it actually going to be well it's obviously not going to be the Jets they're not going to be a number two so that leaves it up to Miami or or the Patriots but who's going to take that you know um so I, I don't know maybe Bills Patriots Miami Jets but even then I it's so tough
1: you know Yeah the gap is so wide you know you yeah. look at the Patriots and even though yeah they won a couple more games than Miami um it's they're still not I I wouldn't just look at them and say oh they're better than Miami I, w- I wouldn't do it um the way the games have gone they've won more games so far but I-, I don't see them as the better team than Miami but again I'm shocked at Miami's record like I mentioned to Kev earlier um a dubs big dubs where you at how you feel about the division
0: yeah I think it's us and then you know Miami and the Pats and then the Jets are just a dumpster fire as usual so that's kind of where I'm at um yeah yep. yeah that's really bad <laughs> All I can really say at this point
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh Sterles, where you at with it, man? Well, the Pats are definitely the the second
3: best team in the division. Uh Miami, you know, man, there's a lot of hope. You know, I I love Japan Holland. Uh that dude's a he's a baller. Jalen Waddle scares me every time he touches the ball. Uh, you know, they got some players, and I, I, I would be okay with uh, you know, you send, get rid of uh Devontae Parker and, and get two out of there. I like those guys, right? So uh, I want to see those guys succeed. You know, I don't hate the Dolphins, man. Uh, I have all the respect in the world for Kevin for being on here tonight uh, and just, you know, talking with him. Uh, So it it feels real nice that the Bills are uh, top dog. Like, let that sink in for a minute. Like, the Bills are the top dog in in the AFC East, and it's going to be like that for the next 10, 15 years as long as Josh Allen's the quarterback, and there's no question. So it just feels good to finally be back on top, man.
1: It does. And you know what? I always say this on every show, basically. It's like for the first time in our adult lives, because all of us are pretty much around the same age. And I know we all remember as kids the four Super Bowls, and we remember the the time that the team was good. But I hate when people act like, yeah, I was around for that. You were a kid, dude. Like you weren't as in love with the team like you are now. This feels good for us to experience what our parents and what our – Aunts and uncles and whoever went through this is so dope for me. Like this, this is, this is so running. dope. Um, there was one comment because we're about to get on out of here, but there was one comment that I had to go back and just like absolutely um I gotta call you out. Puka Derek Henry is not overrated. Let me just say um Derrick Henry, when when Kish- when Christian McCaffrey is not healthy, Derrick Henry is the best running back in the league. And furthermore. Derrick Henry should be in your top three discussion for MVP this year. He should have been in your top three discussion for MVP last year, but it's a quarterback award that's given out, and they rarely even pay attention to receivers, running backs, defensive players. Gilmore should have got it before, but that's a whole different conversation. I know we hate the Patriots, so I'm not going to do it. He's not there no more, but Derrick Henry is not overrated. Let's stop doing this. We're smarter than that, Bills fans. Come on. I love you. <laughs> let's, not, let's not do this. Kev, why don't you, before – um. Uh, give me your, your prediction, your stat line for, for Tua.
4: All right, so Bills, 51-10. Uh,
1: <laughs> this is a 50-burger?
4: Yes, <laughs> 51-10. Tua's going to look really sharp in the fourth quarter and lead that touchdown drive with about three minutes left in the game um, to narrow the gap to 51-10. to Um, he's probably gonna end up with about 272 yards, a touchdown, and we'll say three turnovers. I'm gonna go with a fumble and two picks.
1: Oh, buddy, (laughs) okay, you know what? Who's he he throwing
4: to Matt Collins?
2: Are you okay? (laughs)
4: Like, like, is is is, 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 is is is, is, is is going? (laughs) <laughs> like Sterling's probably looking for a wide receiver place from Miami. Can't find him. Oh, you know? like. Oh God! Oh my God! Yeah, Mac Hollins is down there, buddy. Yeah, Albert Wilson. Fear. Yeah, bums, man.
1: Justin said, "Chin up, Kevin. Man, yeah, can't. got something to look Yeah, like
3: oh, the, you, did the first the,
1: two you just did were the Eminem. M&M.
0: Kevin, you, know, you should you just did. happen for them. Just hey, go. Man, just no. like go try."
1: Look, so Kevin what? literally oh, just kid. did the m m He just did I
0: the m m eight-mile
4: thing. You, I bet I, get, I, I, get, I can drop as many balls as Jakeem Brandt. i tell you that right now. <laughs> i confident man. that I Look, can't
1: catch him. Dude, you just did the, the M&M eight-mile thing where you, like, just said all the crap about yourself. You're just like, tell me what you can say about me. Boom. <laughs> like, you literally just dogged a dolphin. It's like, yep, 51 <laughs> to 10. Y'all going to destroy us. It's going to be turnovers. It's going to be shoot take your best shot talk crap while you want to i respect it but i, I feel bad for you man like as a bills fan and that's one thing i've never done so like even it, because i really didn't feel like it so like even when the bills weren't good i always felt like we were kind of middle of the pack we had a couple years like when we drafted darius the year before we drafted marcel we were bad that's why we were so high but but typically we were always like six six in uh, like eight wins nine wins seven wins we weren't um the team at this point in the season one and six, you know, so I was never like that down where I was like, yo, they're going to blow us out. They're going to destroy us. I respect you. I respect that's tough to say publicly, man. I, I respect you for that. Uh Before we get on out of here, I'm gonna go around and ask everybody else too, but then we're going to um do that. Why don't you give everybody where your platform is, what you got going on, what you're doing, uh where they can find you. And, and then we'll uh s- switch over to sterles here.
4: Me I'm, I don't know, man. I told you before, I'm just some dude that gets added into ran- random Twitter chats. And then next thing you know, P- I make some friends. You know, like you guys, one day Pierre's just like added Kevin. And then he likes to throw <laughs> me in, right? And then they're like, wait a minute. Is this guy a Dolphins fan? And then the panic sets in and then everyone gets real quiet right. for a bit. And then, you know, I that's my Twitter handle down there. If you want uh, to, you know, witness uh, weekly reports on my pain, That's where you will find me. Um, I have uh, this week just I like to retweet the this is embarrassing tweet. It's on a three-week roll right now, uh, (laughs) and I expect to be using it on Friday, on Sunday.
1: Well, so everybody knows, I know the way Kevin just said it there, that he's not like an official contributor for Buffalo fanatics, but I'm going to tell you, he's as much of a part as Buffalo fanatics as Pierre Rico, Bobby, um, you know, like whoever, There's so many good content creators over there. Kevin has a lot of insight when we were, when Joe Sterling and I were part of Buffalo fanatics, that chat was jumping. I'm sure it's still jumping because y'all boys have the energy going over there, but, but listen, Kevin is the real deal. If you have questions about Miami Dolphins things, if you have questions about players, and I'm going to be honest, he has good, good insight about the Buffalo Bills that a lot of people wouldn't expect because he's a Dolphins fan. He has a lot of good I, insight. I respect him very much. I, just I appreciate
4: it. Sorry, I just want to say that I have actually have watched every single Bills game, including preseason games for the last five years. So I've seen every single snap of Josh Allen's career. So when I argue online I'm not like the guy that sees him twice a, twice a year and then bases my opinions off a of red zone. I've seen literally every snap for the last five years that you guys have played.
1: Well, <clears throat> you and Rico typically—I don't know if it's an every week thing—but you guys watch the games together, right? Like, typically, you watch the Bills game with him.
4: Uh, well, he lives in—he moved now. He's—he's he's moved. Uh, he's really far now. He's moved like across oh. the country. We're—we're we're Canadians, right? So. He moved to the East Coast, where his wife's from, and uh, so it hasn't been lately. I was on with him last night, just online, but yeah, I used to watch the games with him. And then you'd blurt something out. You'd be like, oh, that wasn't a good throw. And then all of a sudden, he tweeted out, and 700 Bills fans would start screaming at me until Tuesday because I made a snap judgment (laughs) based on the TV angle. It was a lot of fun.
1: Well, shout out to Rico and uh, like I said, all them boys over there, at Buffalo Fanatics, man. That's where it all got started for me. Really, a lot of us, Steros, Joe, um, a bunch of us. So, shout out to the guy, those guys over there. Y'all keep doing the thing that y'all doing. Keep growing, making it loud. Steros, let's get a. Uh, uh, well, go ahead and sip on your thing. Then I go to I go to A Dubs, Big Dubs, A Dubs, Big Dubs. Uh, give me a good prediction for Josh. Give me a game prediction and a, and a hot take when we get on out of here.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go uh, 42-10 Bills. Um, I think Josh is going to go for 350. And I think two of the touchdowns are going to be him running them in because I think he's going to want a little bit of redemption. And I'm sorry he's got to take it out on daddy daycare, but somebody's got to do it. Daddy
1: Daycare. It's the, as a matter of fact, I got something for y'all tomorrow. I was going to play it here tonight, but I gotta, I'm that person that has a fear of people ripping down my stuff and, and posting it before I can. So I'm not going to share it tonight on the Chop Up. But I, I feel like I got a funny one for y'all tomorrow. Y'all going to enjoy it. Um, but that's 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 a good take. It's kind of similar to Kevin's, but Kevin said a fifty burger. He said a fifty.
4: Mm-hmm. Confidently.
1: Yeah. Confident. <laughs> where you at with k dubs? I'm K Doves. Good grief. See, I'm adding names together. K Gun, where we at with it. <laughs>
2: um, I'm gonna put Josh at let's put him at 300 yards. I'm gonna go with the game Scorpion. 27 13 bills. I'm gonna go a little bit closer. I'll give you guys a couple of touchdowns with a miss kick on that, Kevin. Also, Kevin, mm-hmm. are you from are you from are, are you Canadian? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I kept hearing it in your your, your voice. <laughs> he says, um hot take <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, okay, will you say something yeah. for me? Will you say that you're out and about fishing for trout?
4: Out and about fishing for trout?
2: Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Um, I went to school with a bunch of guys from Toronto and I used to always make them say that. I don't know why, like 10 years
1: ago, you know? I just I just always think about, um, uh, what's the sh- South Park. I just, every time, like I think about South Park and like how they like make the Canadians seem like you're so different. But it's really just an accent, man. Like being here in <laughs> Phoenix, people tell me I have an accent every day and I'm like, I, I don't. Like Buffalo, we don't have an accent. But go ahead, Kego, my bad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, my hot take, oosh. It's tough with this game. Um, I'm going to go with – I think Miami's going to try and throw the ball a lot for this one. Like, really, I think they're going to – I think that that's going to be part of – a big part of their game plan. Um, I think that they're just going to try and launch over our, over our heads because I know that that's one thing that they're kind of okay at. Um, if anything, is uh, they're receiving yards right now. So let's go with that. I don't really know what else I would say with the hot take here for this game because I'm not really expecting a big, flashy anything. Yeah, no, I
1: mean, that's cool. It it sounds like, you know, everybody is just, before we get to Sterl's, it sounds like everybody is just like, look, the game is kind of going to be similar to week one, I mean, week two, but, you know, they might score, they'll they'll watch some film, figure some things out, but it's not going to be anything that's really going to matter to the outcome of the game. Um, Where are you at with the I'm going to say
3: 31-13 Bills. Uh, You know, I do like the fact that the Dolphins are playing more zone coverage than man coverage. They're kind of mixing it up a little bit now. So uh, I think that's going to limit the Bills in terms of uh, output. Um, You know, Josh Allen's going to – you know, it's daddy daycare this week. So, you know, I I expect to see uh, Mitchell Trubisky in the fourth quarter. Uh, But I I definitely – I want Tua to do well, man. I want Tua and Waddle to do well. So I'm going to say 31-13 Bills.
1: All right. Um, So I'm going to go – uh I think I said 43 to 13. I think Josh Allen's going to have, you know, three through the air. We're going to get a few on the ground there. Um I think it's going to be a good game, man, uh for the Bills fans. Like I think it's going to be one of those games where we're on Twitter just enjoying it, just having fun. It's going to be everybody um, you know, I, I don't know. It's just going to be one of those games where we're not going to have much to complain about and I'm going to probably be nitpicking, you know, for the code of conduct. I'll probably be nitpicking uh I don't know, Spencer Brown missing one block that got, you know, uh, Zach Moss tackled for a loss. Like I'll be nitpicking something like that. I don't think it's going to be anything where it's like, oh, we we showed a, a major weakness this week. And when that happens when stuff like that happens, it's, it's, it's tough for content creators. Cause it's almost like you just come out and you sound cocky and I don't want to sound cocky, but at the same time, I told y'all the humbleness is going away. I'm not hungry and humble no more. I'm just hungry. You know what I mean? As a matter of fact, I'm about to eat dinner when we get off of this joint right now, that's how hungry I am. So again, Kev, thank you so much for, for kicking it with us, man. I missed you, dog. Real talk. I missed you. We gonna have to do this more often. Got to get you into conduct where it can be just yeah, me and you sure, and we man. can just talk about some stuff. And, um, Hey, yeah. K, K Gunn, let everybody
4: know. Uh, gosh, gotcha. <laughs> I think he
1: was in the comments. I, I'm not sure if he's still here, but uh he was in there. Um, but yeah, I'll make sure of it. I'll make sure of it. Matter of fact, we might have to get you on hump day, might be better. We might have to get you on hump day. That might happen. K Gun. Uh let everybody know where they can find you And they uh if you got anything coming up as far as the babes. I know um is the beer still selling? Is it is it done or is it extended?
2: It is actually. I'm gonna plug that really quick because I have a can right here. So if you guys ooh. Hey. There we go if you guys haven't gone out and gotten some of this yet head out to uh either resurgence brewery consumers or wegmans pick up some big berry bean it is delicious and i am not just seeing that because we helped through it it is actually really good so um there's still a little bit of that left i just swung up there today myself actually to grab some for the game tomorrow and they told me that they're they're getting a little bit slim on the cases that they've got left so um proceeds of that beer are going to Bill's Mafia for uh Brandon Bean and uh Haley Bean's Bill's Mafia Foundation benefiting the SPCA of Western New York um you can find me at at Kim at 86 you can also find us at the Bill's Mafia Babes um on Twitter across all the rest of the handles Facebook and uh and Instagram as well
1: hey doves big Dubs, where they can find you at
0: yeah, so I'm on Twitter at BillsBabe716. That's the main place to find me. And I will say with the Big Berry Bean, we also have it out in the Rochester area as well because I know we got some Rochester folks out there. So it is at Wegman, so you can get some. It is going, but it's there for y'all. So definitely get it. It's really good. Not just because, you know, k Gunn and I made it.
1: Stills <laughs> for the girls with the Cover 1 squad. What's going on? What you got going on?
3: Yeah, man, you can find me over at uh, Cover One. Uh, our show is on Tuesday nights to Hoof Live. Uh, catch me on Twitter at Furrow Sterling, and uh,
1: yeah, that's what's up. Y'all, you and K-Gun both made me want to rap Nelly Because y'all both was like you can find me In St. Louis rolling on the Like that's where I was at as soon as y'all said it I'm sorry <laughs> I got hip hop on the brain all day Um, I want to shout out A couple things real quick Uh, K-Gun just shouted out the Big Berry Bean That they got going on and that is almost Sold out I hope they redo Like I hope Resurgence is like you know what F it. Let's push this thing out to the end of the year Because from what I hear is super good I can't wait to try it next week when I get there But I'm going to be there because we got the buzz- Buffalo Rumblings IPA coming out. That's dropping next Saturday at 6 p.m. Meet us at Resurgence. We're going to be there. We're going to be doing the Time to Shine live. We're going to be doing the Chop Up slash Code of Conduct live. That's going to be happening. I don't think Sterl's is going to be there, but K-Dubs. Keep doing that. I'm sorry. (laughs) A-Dubs, Big dubs K-Gun is going to be there. We're going to have my man Pat Moran is going to be there. We're going to have Nate Geary is going to be there. Ashley Petty's going to be there. And I got a special guest that I'm not going to announce because I just need y'all to come and be surprised. If not, y'all going to miss out on it. I'm telling y'all now. Y'all going to miss out. And then another thing I need to shout out, head over to JustInCaseBags.net. I'm telling y'all, y'all need to get this because we got something just in case for everybody, whether it's a a trip out after the gym and you don't have time to get home. We got something that you can freshen up, make sure you got everything you need. Uh, We got something for if you're getting off from work and you can't get home before you got dinner with somebody just in case we got you going. And then that sneaky link after the game, because I already know how Bill's Mafia gets down, got some sneaky things going on. Go ahead. You got, you got your just-in-case bag. Y'all need to pack a bag anyway and leave it in a trunk. I know how ladies do. I know how y'all do. Uh Oh, and what am I thinking? What am I thinking? Bodies. I forgot to update y'all on the bodies. My man Tremaine Edmonds is out here for the season. He's up to 40 bodies on the year. He's murdering people on live TV. And I expect tomorrow to be much of the same. The thing is, though, I don't think he's going to go up as much because I think if I'm... If I'm seeing this game properly, and Kev, one last, I'm gonna ask you about this before we get out of here. Two questions. Um, I, I don't think the starters are going to be playing into the fourth quarter. Um, do you agree with that? Agreed, yeah, okay. And then, secondly, I just need your take and perspective on this. What do you think about my dog, Tremaine Atmans? Man, please, please, I, I just need to know how you feel about Tremaine because Buffalo got me messed up.
4: Man, he's terrible. Trade him to Miami, we'll take him. I guess, <laughs> I guess. he's um, terrible.
1: <laughs> I mean, he tried <laughs>
4: He's he looks like a defensive tackle. He runs like a like a safety. Um and he seems to be getting better uh each year. Yeah, I think that he's a impact player. Uh I really like him. Uh I'll take him any day of
1: the week. Yeah, I just needed to hear you say it because there's a lot of Bills fans that still yeah, didn't give opposite. respect to my dog. Yeah. Yeah, Tremaine's my dog. You, y'all know how I get down. Listen, y'all know how we do it here at Buffalo Rumblings YouTube and Podcast Network. It's your boy Jay Spencer King with my girl A Dubs Big Dubs, K Gun, my man Sterles. For the girls, What's and up? my brother, my, my friend Kevin from, uh, I know he's, he said he's not Buffalo Fanatics. My man Kevin from Buffalo Fanatics, man, thank you so much. We're going to get on out of here, but y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative. Go Bills.
0: So- yes, <laughs> was-
1: what is wrong?